Thank you for tuning in to Leesburg Daily, a Monday through Friday podcast where we talk through a section of scripture, study it together, and attempt to apply it to our lives. Today we continue our journey in the gospel according to John or the, the biography of Jesus uh, written by John. Uh, and we pick up today in verse 29 of chapter 1. And so let's read that together. Chapter 1 of the Gospel of John, verse 29 through 34 is what we'll read. The next day he, that's John the Baptist, saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks before me, because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but for this purpose I came baptizing with water, that he might be revealed to Israel. And John bore witness. I saw the Spirit descend from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and have borne witness that this is the Son of God. This is a, a, a unique uh, testimony of John today. And if you remember yesterday, we talked about John's testimony between with the Jewish officials. So they came and they asked two questions about him. Who are you? And essentially, what are you doing? And John t- told told. Uh, these Jewish uh, leaders were sent word to these Pharisees that he is simply the one preparing the way for the Christ and, and the Christ is coming and, and he's not fit to untie the, the, his sandals. And John understood that while his ministry was large and growing, and it was, John was a very uh, uh, a larger than life figure at this time, he, uh, John understood that he was simply preparing the way and that at one point, at some point, the Christ would come and John's job would be then to point his followers to Jesus or to the Christ. Well, in our reading today in verse 29, we see that, we see that that day approaches. John the Baptist looks up and he sees Jesus coming toward him. Now, this is interesting to consider because uh, we remember that John the Baptist and Jesus know each other. Their mothers are related. That means they're related. So they've grown up, perhaps even, knowing each other, possibly even grew up uh, with one another. But, But for whatever reason, on this day, John looks up and he sees Jesus. And it's almost as if we get the the picture of a light bulb going off uh, over his head. And maybe uh, perhaps for the first time he sees Jesus for who Jesus is, that being uh, the Christ. Because that's what he says. He looks up and he sees Jesus coming toward him. And he says, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Imagine for just a moment you're John the Baptist. You've grown up knowing this Jesus. But for whatever reason, today it is different. In John's continuing testimony about him in verse 30, he says, uh, This is he of whom I said, A man comes after me who ranks before me because he was before me. This is a really big uh, a, a leap here. On this day, John the Baptist looks up, 
sees Jesus coming toward him and says to those around him, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Now this is huge. This is huge. For what whatever reason, on this day, John's eyes see Jesus in a new way. And he says, You're the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. This illusion here is probably looking at the Passover lamb. Uh, uh, do you remember the Passover? The Passover was a yearly holiday that the Israels set up to observe the exodus from Egypt. If you remember the exodus story, exodus literally means leaving, and so it's the leaving of Egypt. And if you remember in, in, in the Exodus account, God had heard the cries of the Israelites who were, who were in slavery in Egypt. And, and these, these Israelites were covenant people. God had made a covenant, a vow to be their God, to bless them, to go before them. And, but now they were enslaved to the Egyptians. And as we remember, uh, God sent Moses to deliver uh, the people, but Pharaoh would not let them leave. And after multiple attempts and curses on the land, it finally reached its high point with the last of the ten plagues. With this plague, the firstborn of every house would be killed. From the house of Pharaoh to the slave, every firstborn would die unless you followed the given instructions. And each family was instructed to take a lamb, a, a lamb without blemish, a perfect lamb, and to kill it. And then the blood was to be put on the doorposts of your house, and that blood would be a sign that God would pass over the house. And so the Passover was a really a terrible night of judgment on the earth, on Israel, on, on Egypt. The only ones saved because and the only ones saved were saved because of the perfect blood of the Lamb. This is the picture that John the Baptist uses to describe Jesus. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Here in this passage, we have the clear expression of Jesus taking away sin. And this is a theme that will be developed more throughout the writing of John. According to John, that's John the Baptist, Jesus was going to take away sin. But how? Well, as we will see, everything points to the cross of Jesus, where, the, where God's love is revealed. God has provided a, the perfect lamb, the firstborn son, who will take away the sins of the world. Well, another thing to point out in this passage uh, today is the claim of John the Baptist in verse 30. He says that Jesus is to be higher than John because he was before me. Here we have an acknowledgement of Jesus' pre-existent status. While Jesus' earthly life began at the incarnation, Jesus pre-existed. And as John the disciple has pointed out, in the beginning was the word, Jesus is pre-existent. And finally, as we wrap up this section of scripture today, uh, let's look at uh, John's final testimony about Jesus in this reading in verse 32. John the Baptist says that, that, that he saw the Spirit at John's baptism descend from heaven like a dove and remain on Jesus. The idea of the Spirit remaining on Jesus is something that we will see time and time again throughout the Gospel of John. You see, Jesus in his humanity depended on the Spirit. Uh, Paul 
uses similar language when he tells us today to keep in step with the Spirit or remain in the Spirit. The idea that the rest of the New Testament points to is that we as Christians, in order to be truly Christian, we need to depend on the Spirit every day. And we see that theme developed in the Gospel of John, and we see that happening with Jesus as Jesus remains and depends on the Spirit throughout his ministry. We'll see that develop further. And finally, the Baptist concludes his testimony to Jesus, or about Jesus, with the central title that John will use to describe Jesus throughout this gospel. He says, I have seen, I testify that this is the Son of God. This is the model of Christian witness to Jesus. John continues, I, I, I didn't know him, but now I do. What a fantastic model. Now, now, that's something to consider for just one moment as we wrap up our time. John says, well, I didn't know him, but now I do. I didn't recognize him, but now I do. John knew Jesus. What's, what's John the Baptist trying to say here? He's not saying Jesus was a stranger until he saw him. He's saying, I didn't realize really who he was until that was revealed to me, until I saw the Spirit descend and stay on him. But what a great message of sharing the message of Jesus with other people. John testifies here. He says, look, I didn't realize the importance of Jesus or who he was, that he was the Son of God, but now I do. And that's a great model for you and I as we go throughout our lives. I mean, what a great testimony is it to, to be able to say, look, there was a time in my life where I didn't know Jesus. I didn't know his love for me. I didn't know his direction for my life. I didn't know how to have real life that's described in the, the Gospel of John. But then I met Jesus. And boy, has, it, has my life ever changed. That's such a great way for us to share our faith with other people, to testify to Jesus. And so I want to ask you to consider that today as we conclude. Do you realize that every testimony of Jesus starts just like that? Ignor See, here's the thing. Ignorance of Jesus is not bad in and of itself. But at some point, everyone must accept ignorance and model humility, openness, and obedience. Those qualities we see and John the Baptist. And so think about your story today. If you call yourself a Christian, if you are a Christ follower, well, how can you use this model to share about Jesus? Perhaps you can look to your life before you knew Jesus and say, look, this is what my life was like. I didn't know him, but now I do. What a great opportunity to share the good news of Jesus. And so for today, what does your testimony of Jesus sound like? What will you say to an inquiring mind about your experience with Jesus? John the Baptist says, I didn't know him, but now I do. Let me read this passage one more time. The next day, he, that's John the Baptist, saw Jesus coming toward him. And he said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. This is he of whom I said, after me comes a man who ranks before me, because he was before me. I myself did not know him. Before this purpose, I came baptizing with water that he might be revealed to Israel. And John bore witness. I saw the Spirit descend 
from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom the Spirit will descend and remain, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and I have borne witness that this is the Son of God. Who can you share this good news with today? Thank you for listening to Leesburg Daily. Tune in tomorrow for our next chunk of study. God bless. Take care.